we ask the question once again tonight, are you living a life of peace or is your life falling to pieces? And it all depends on our relationship with Christ. We can be in a place in our life when we are living that life of peace and we are at peace with ourselves and at others and with God and we understand how we got there. But sometimes our life just falls to pieces, doesn't it? It's because of our relationship with Christ and some things that are going on or not going on that should be. And so tonight we want to look at, and the God of peace will be with you. And we come to it in Philippians chapter 4, verse 8, only two verses, I believe. And we begin in verse 8 where it says, Finally, brothers, Paul is coming to the end of his letter there in Philippi, writing to the church of Philippians, rather, the church of Philippi. And he's coming to the end. He says, Finally, brothers, whatever is true, Whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. In a day's time, what do we think of? Do we think more of the good stuff in life or the more of the bad stuff in life? Do we think about the glass being half full or half empty? Are we an optimist or a pessimist? Do we see the bright things or the dark things? How do we look at life? How do we look at our day? How do we look at things going on around us? How do we look at the world? And so as Paul is facing that, or the people of Philippi are facing that, and Paul says it's a matter of what we think. And so here's some things he says we need to be thinking about. Because if we're not thinking about this, we're thinking about the opposite, we're going to have a difficult time with our life having peace. Because we're not going to have it if we're thinking about all the negative and all the ugly and all the mean and all the stuff going on. It's just awful and terrible and falling apart. We're going to fall apart as a result. And so here's some things he says to think about. And so when we think about such things, what are we doing when we think about something? Here's what the phrase means as we look at it in the original language that it's written in. Thinking about such things means this. To consider things in a reasonable, detailed, and logical way. When we're thinking about things, we're going to go through that whole list, what each word means... But when we're thinking about things, what we need to do is consider something. Just examine it, consider it, first of all, in a reasonable way. Do you think you could ever be unreasonable? You ever found yourself to be unreasonable? Why are you laughing, Debbie? (laughs) Or or it might have been an occasion, maybe just a little bit, okay, nodding your head. I see some kind of doing this and maybe, you know, some sort of, every now and then. So sometimes we can be just unreasonable. You know, we're not reasoning something out. We heard some news. We heard some things. We heard something. We saw something happen. We heard something said, and we just were unreasonable. But no, I'm not going to do that. I am not doing that. Nope. Mm-mm. Just forget about it. Mm-mm. Just forget about me doing that. I'm not saying it, but I'm going to be unreasonable. And the other person dealing with that or hearing that is realizing they're not saying it either. You're being unreasonable. <laughs> You're not willing to sit down, let's talk about this, let's reason it out, let's figure out a solution here, because sometimes we're just unreasonable. So when we're thinking about such things, it means we're considering something in a reasonable way. But not only that, we're looking at the details. Sometimes when we are unreasonable, unreasonable about something, we didn't look at the details. We just saw the big whole picture there, the big part of it, and we didn't look at the little parts of the details, and we got unreasonable about it. So Paul is saying when we're thinking about something, we need to think about it in a reasonable way, but let's look at the details. Let's look at the little parts of it. Let's break it down, see what's really going on here, because what we see on the surface may not really be what's going on. 
we just saw something briefly. We just saw the big part of it. And as we begin to break it down, look at the details, we realize, oh, I had the whole thing wrong to start with. So he says, consider things in a reasonable way, a detailed way, and a logical way. Now let's be logical about this thing. Not illogical. Let's think it through. Let's examine the details. Let's consider all the uh, ways to figure it out. And let's be logical about this thing. And so that's what Paul is saying about these parts that we're going to be looking at. Let's be reasonable, detailed, and logical thinking in what we're doing. So do you think we do this? Is this how we think things through right here? Do we, are we thinking about things in a reasonable, detailed, and logical way every time we've got a decision to make? Okay. <laughs> we're not, are we? So that's why Paul wrote this. He didn't write it to the Philippians, did he? It should have been to the Longstrawians. You know, should have been. We just, we just make up that new word right there, Long, Longstrawians. And so here's what we need to be doing in reasonable, detailed, logical way. He said, first of all, look at the truth. Look at what's true. Sometimes we look at lies and what's not right and what's wrong and we say, mm-hmm, yeah, that's right. But Paul is saying, no, don't look at the lies. Don't look at the deceit. Look at what's true. Think about things that are true. True means absolute truth, the facts, the reality. There is an absolute truth. It's called God's Word. God's Word is called absolute truth. It's absolutely true all the time. It's absolutely true when it was written. And it is still absolutely true today. We live in a day and time when we live by situational truth. Well, what the Bible said back then, that was 2,000, 3,000 years ago. Times have changed. The Bible needs to catch up with where we are today because my situation that I'm in is totally different than what the situation they were in, and you just don't understand where I am in life. You don't understand how I was born. You don't understand what I've been through in my life. You don't understand how people have treated me. And, you know, on and on we go. So the truth for me is different than truth for you. False, wrong, lie. Truth says whatever is true is true for everybody. There is no difference. There's no different time frame, no different anything. It's absolute truth. So Paul says when you look at things, when you're thinking about things in a reasonable, detailed, logical way, first of all, look at truth. And look at it in a reasonable, detailed, logical way. It's always true, always facts, and always reality. Starting in two weeks, July 3rd, and I've already told Debbie to take next quarter's sermons that I've given her. I give her a quarter, a quarter ahead. She's already got July and August, September all from me. Here's my sermons for the next three months. I told her, I think two weeks ago, throw it away. We're going in a different direction. You know what we're going to start talking about? Emotions. About how we make decisions based on emotions instead of truth, facts, and reality. How many times a week do you think you make decisions based on an emotion? In a week's time, how many? About three times a week. Okay? Ten. <laughs> you know? Oh, okay. <laughs> you see, sometimes we make decisions not based on truth, facts, and reality. We make decisions based on how we feel. I'm mad right now, so here's my decision. 
I'm upset right now, so here's my decision. I'm bitter right now, so here's my decision. I've got a list of, deci- of, of uh, emotions and feelings about that long. And they all came from here. It didn't come from a, from a psychologist. I didn't listen to Dr. Phil and see what he had to say about it. I came right here and I found out. I, yeah, Dr. Phil knows it all. And so we need to play a few of his episodes sometimes and we see all about this. No, but here's what's going to happen. We're going to be looking at on Sunday mornings. Do we make decisions based on emotions and feelings? Or do we make decisions based on truth and facts? How do we know the difference? We're going to look at a lot of, a lot of people in the Bible made decisions based on emotions. It's amazing how many I found <laughs> that didn't consider truth and reality before they made a decision. And they made some wrong decisions based on emotions and they had to pay for it. Just like we do. We can make decisions based on emotions and feelings. You know what we're going to do? There's going to be consequences for it. We're going to look back over it and we're going to wonder, why did I do that? Why did I go there? What was I thinking? Oh, yeah, I was mad when I did that. Oh, yeah, I was upset. Oh, yeah, I was angry. Oh, yeah, I was, you know, whatever the emotion was. And so didn't mean to divert on that. But anyway, what we need to be thinking about is absolute truth, facts, and reality. But he also said, think about whatever's noble. What is that? Think about honest and appropriate behavior. Sometimes we look at those that are dishonest, and there's some dishonest people out there. I don't know if you've ever come across any. I don't know if you've ever seen anybody on TV that's a dishonest, but there are some dishonest people out there, and we seem to focus on them, don't we? He said, think about people that are having appropriate behavior. You ever seen anybody with disappropriate behavior, or is it misappropriate? Inappropriate. Inappropriate, thank you. I got my prefixes wrong, didn't I? You've seen people with inappropriate behavior. Would you look at that? Look at what they're doing. Look at it. And we focus on that, don't we? Paul says, don't think about stuff like that. Think about things that are noble, that are honest and appropriate behavior, which pertains to good character. We look at people out there with bad character. You know, I can't believe how much the media saturated itself on a court case over the last several weeks involving two celebrities that were going through a divorce that were suing each other. And it wound up one of them was going to get ten million or twenty million maybe from their ex-spouse, and the other one was going to get seven million back. From, I, I don't know. Had all it. It saturated the media. Two people getting a divorce, suing each other, and we were focused on dishonest and inappropriate behavior that pertained to bad character, worthy of disrespect. America was focused and zeroed in on that. Paul said, don't be thinking about that. Because <laughs> then we're thinking about all this trash and all this ignoble, dishonest, inappropriate behavior. It's just going to drive us batty, isn't it? He's thinking about whatever's right. Look at what's upright and righteous. There are upright and righteous people, aren't there? <laughs> we know some, like in this room tonight, don't we? He says, whatever we're thinking, feeling, and acting in a way that is conforming to the will of God. When you find people that are conforming to the will of God, think about them. Think about what great things you're doing. Think about how they're following God's will and how they're thinking and feeling and acting and doing what God wants them to do. Get those in our mind. Think about them. He says, think about whatever's pure, whatever's clean and reverent and without moral defect. He said, think about that. Just get it in our minds and consider it. Just consider things in a reasonable, detailed, logical way, whatever's pure. 
If something's clean, clean spiritually, you know, morally, think about that. Do you know there's some unclean and irreverent and immoral things happening in our world? I can't think of any right now. You may know some. But there are some out there. And so we seem to focus on that a lot of times, don't we? He says, think about whatever is clean, reverent, and without moral defect, if it's pure. Think about something that's lovely. Whatever is pleasing and acceptable to you, think about that. That's, that pleases me. That's acceptable to me. I can live with that. I need to think about that. How about these flowers right here? Aren't they pleasing and acceptable to you? You know, aren't, aren't they just beautiful? Here's God's creation right here in front of us that's pleasing and acceptable, and we like to look at that, don't we? Whatever's lovely. He says, think about such things as that. Whatever's admirable, he says, we need to be thinking about that. Whatever's admirable. Admirable means commendable. Whatever we can commend and say, hey, that's good. I like that. It's good. That's a good report. I, I see some good things happening here. That sounds well to me. Hey, yeah, I like the way that's sounding. It's deserving an approval and praise. I like that. It's deserving my approval, deserving my praise. It's admirable. It's commendable. I'm going to think about those kind of things, he says. Think about anything that's excellent. That is, thoughts, feelings, and actions that produce moral goodness. Whatever you see in people, whatever you find in people, as they're thinking and feeling and acting, that's producing good moral, that's producing moral goodness. Think about things like that. If anything's praiseworthy, if you find anything that's deserving of praise, praise toward God and praise toward, toward these things, anything that deserves to be commended or praised, think about that. So do you see how we need to be considering things, thinking about things? We need to consider what's reasonable, detailed, and logical. All these things here, all these qualities we just looked at, we need to be thinking about those things. We need to consider those things that are reasonable, detailed, and logical. But Why? Why can't I focus on what's negative? Why can't I just let my mind get on what's negative and awful and terrible and wrong? Why can't I just think about that all the time? I mean, what? All right. It's just going to stay up there, isn't it? It's just going to stay in our mind. It's going to be what we go to bed with at night. It's going to be what we get up with in the morning. It's going to be what comes to our mind during the morning, during the day. And it's just come to our mind and you know, it's just there. It's just ugly. It's mean. It's hateful. It's bad. It's awful. It's terrible. And, and then we hear more about it and we talk about it and we sit down with somebody. Hey, let's go through this ugly stuff here. So why should we consider these things that are reasonable, detailed, logical way, all these qualities we just looked at because of verse 9? Paul said, whatever you learned or received or heard from me or seen in me, put it into practice. And the God of peace will be with you. So basically he's saying this. Whatever we learn about God and whatever we learn from God, let's just do it. Put it into practice means we do it. We don't just talk about it. We don't just get knowledge in our head. We don't just say, I can quote it. I can write it. I can memorize it. I can tell you what it says and not live it out. He says, live it out. Put it into practice. Just do it, he says. Kind of like Nike commercial. So when we consider all the things that are in a reasonable, detailed, logical way, the God of peace is going to be with us. So if our life is falling to pieces, the way to get it back to a life of peace is beginning right here. Think about things in a reasonable, 
detailed and logical way so that the God of peace will be with us. We don't jump to conclusions. We don't become unreasonable. We look at details of things to make sure we got this thing right. And we look at things in a logical way. Oh, I've got this figured out. I see what's happening here. see what's going on here. And as we do that, the God of peace is going to be with us. Because he said that's how it's going to work. Well, not only that, but he said when we put into practice God's word, whatever we read and hear that he says, okay, we need to do. When we put into practice God's ways, okay, here's what God wants us to do. And whatever, and put into practice God's will, here's what God says, here's what God wants, so that's what I want. Then the God of peace is going to be with us. But see, when we're not practicing God's word, you know, we read something over here. Yeah, that's good. Somebody else needs to apply to that in their life, and somebody needs that in their life, but I don't. You know, I'm okay without it. I'm not practicing God's word. So the God of peace can't be with me. Because here's what happens. We pick up God's Word, and when we read it, we should not say, what does God's Word say? We should say, what is God's Word saying to me? But so many times we can read it and say, mm-hmm, I know somebody needs to read that. <laughs> sure do. Wait, here's something over here. Yeah, I know somebody else needs to read that. And God says, wait, they're not reading it right now. You are. And so I want it to apply to you. And so we're looking God's Word, we just need to put it into practice. And we know a lot of God's Word, I believe, tonight. And we need to do God's ways, just put it into practice. God, what do you want? Oh, okay. God, what is your will? Oh, okay. And we just put it into practice, we just begin to do it. So when we learn, and when we grow, and when we receive from God, hear from God, then the peace of God will be with us. Paul was saying, whatever you've seen or heard or watched me do, put it into practice. So when we start learning God's Word even more, and as we're growing spiritually even more, and as we're receiving from God and hearing from God, then God's peace is upon us. So he says, put it into practice. What does he mean by that exactly? Carry out an activity. So when God is saying to us, put it into practice, whatever you're reading, whatever you're hearing, whatever you're seeing, put it into practice, just carry it out. Just carry it out in the active part of your life. We're committed to do something. We said we're going to do it, so we're going to do it. We said we're, we're, we're going to be there, we're going to be there. And so we're committed to doing something. We're just putting into practice what we said we would do. And we're performing certain tasks when we're putting it into practice. God, you want me to do that? <laughs> you want me to do this over here? Okay. I'll perform it. I'll do it. I'll carry it out. And I'll commit myself to do it, and, and I'll do it. That's when the God of peace comes upon us. And so finally, when we put into practice what God wants us to do, then the God of peace will be with us. And so tonight, if our life is falling to pieces, and only you know that, if your life's falling to pieces or not, do you know what it's... Maybe have we asked that question? We've been looking at this since January, but have we even asked the question... What is a life that's falling to pieces? What, what is that? Do, do you know? You ever seen anybody where their life's falling to pieces? Can you, could you define it? If, would you recognize it if you saw it? What would it look like? Do you know? Aren't life without the Lord, he says. Aren't everything that can go wrong goes wrong. <laughs> Troubles. 
Oh boy. <laughs> Any other way you would see life that's falling to pieces? Struggle. Struggles. Yeah, just struggle. <laughs> just struggling. Just trying to get through. Unhappy, okay. Pain. So life's falling to pieces. You what? Addictions, okay. So life that's falling to pieces, you, you would recognize it if you saw it. So he says if we don't want a life that's falling to pieces, we don't want we want a life of peace. He says, here's how we have it. And so when we put into practice what God wants us to do, then we have a life of peace. So where are you tonight? Is your life falling to pieces? Or do you have a life of peace?